0: I want you to think back to the last time you saw a child learning how to walk. I find that fascinating to observe. You learn a lot about human nature that way. I think of my niece, Tegan, when she was at that age where she can kind of pull herself upright at the edge of the coffee table. And she was very triumphant. And then she found she could move along the length of the coffee table while having a death grip on the coffee table. And then she got to the corner. And she saw there was more cable, but she didn't know how to get there. So she looked up at her mother, my sister, and said, "Ah!" And my sister said, what do you think she's trying to say? Well, it's obvious. She's saying, Mommy, I'm mad at you because you're not helping me to do it all by myself. And she said, I'm going to have to deal with that for 18 years. And I said, sweetie, you better sit down. I have to tell you, it doesn't stop at 18. That's the first image I want you to have. Next image, toddler I saw had finally got the walking thing one foot in front of the other. And while her father was surrounding her as she walked, with each step she'd say, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh. Not knowing that she was provided for. Not knowing that she was surrounded by love. Now we want our kids not only to stand up on their own, we want them to not only walk We want them to go to the right place. We want them to not run in traffic, not fall down the stairs, and go to the right place. So a very important part of a parent's job is to help guide children along the pilgrim path from earth to heaven and live happily ever after. So that guidance, I want you to think about that because that's what wisdom is about. We read in the Book of Wisdom, resplendent and unfading is wisdom, readily perceived by those who love her, found by those who seek her. So let's talk about wisdom for a moment. St. Thomas Aquinas said that the work of the wise man is threefold. It's to tell the truth and to refute error and to guide and govern things towards their right end, to get people, places, and things to where they need Now let's take that and take it to our Lord's parable about the ten bridesmaids, ten foolish, ten wise. Well, what do the ten bridesmaids have in common? Well, first of all, they believed the king, that he was coming back. And number two, they believed enough to actually show up. Good for them. But what's the difference between the foolish and the wise? The wise showed up prepared to give the king what he deserved when he became present. And the other's like, hey, I believed you. I showed up. I got nothing for you. Now invite me to the party. Well, you can see why that doesn't work, right? And what's that got to do with us? Let's think about this for a moment. Where do we need to go? The happiness of heaven. We got a problem. Somebody sinners like you and me burn down the bridge between heaven and earth. The only way to get across to the other side is in union with Christ crucified who will be made present again at this altar. And hear me carefully. It's not enough to just show up. Even if you show up on time, it's not enough to just show up. We have to show up prepared to give the king what he deserves. And what our crucified, risen, reigning, and returning king deserves is us given in gratitude to Him. Remember, we have an obligation to worship God rightly because He is our Creator. And on our best day, we finite fallen sinners can say to God imperfectly, I offer you my imperfect love. And God being God is going to have to be honest and say, thank you very much. By the way, that's not good enough. There's only one way for our worship, for our gift of self to be good enough, and that is to come here prepared to place our body and soul on the altar in union with Christ, piggybacking our imperfect sacrifice onto his perfect sacrifice and crying out to the Father, see in love in me, What you see and love in our only begotten Son. So, if we merely show up, even on time, if we merely show up thinking about how long is this going to take, oh my God, I can't wait to get out of here, play the opening note of the hymns, time to stampede, if that is what we bring to worship, then we bring nothing. We're like the bridesmaids who show up with the the empty lamps. What does it mean to be prepared? Well, the church has an intelligence about selecting the readings. So, crazy idea, hear me out. Look at the readings before you come here, a couple days in advance. And then look back to last week, and then look back to next week and say, Oh my gosh, we're going somewhere. This all has a purpose, almost as if there's an intelligent design behind it all. And when we see that God is calling us to himself constantly, then we will want to come here prepared, having scooped up our whole broken life and say, Almighty God, all for you. Did my homework. I read a lot of the great saints about this parable. Augustine, John Chrysostom, Jerome, they all agree. That the oil of the lamb is the virtues, the good deeds, the preparation to give the returning king what he deserves. And those who merely show up and have nothing to offer the king will get nothing in return. And this is something we can't fail at. In this life, we have to establish the habit of worshiping God wisely and well. Because once we die, it's too late. We can't improve. We can't get good habits once we die. So on this day of Sabbath rest, which is not the get ready for Monday day, we need to spend some time in stillness and silence and solitude and say am i showing up with my whole self at worship what do i need to do so that between now and next sunday i have something to give the king something he wants and something he deserves and if that seems like too much work well you'll find out one way or another think on these things take it to prayer and talk about it with those you love. May God's holy name be praised now and forever.